You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Hi, I'm James Deacon and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is writer, multi-award winning comedian and the intimidatingly talented Elf Lyons. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? That sounded great. Was it? It also sounded like you'd been told to say all that exactly 30 seconds before... I'm not very good. I'm not good at this. No, you're a pro. Oh, okay. Thanks, mate. Yeah, sure. Um, how did you find choosing your uh, dicks for, for your island? You know what? I, I was up for a really long time and it, it consumed me. Did you? Because once I started thinking about it, there was this long, never-ending list. Okay. And then I started thinking about people I hadn't met, but who I'd imagined and people I thought about in dreams, fictional people. Mm. Can I mention that ex? Can I mention that girl who I met in that nightclub? Just in case, or? It just became this endless sort of torrent in my mind of memories of all these massive dicks (laughs) that have been slapping me in the face throughout my life, (laughs) like coming at me left, right and centre. And I've just realised I spent my life surrounded by so many different types of dicks, like music dicks, sound dicks. It was just, it was too much. Oh my God. I had to take an ibuprofen. I had to lie down. Um, I really had to reassess. And I'm seeing a therapist after this. Oh, my God. Well, hopefully, in some way, this could be therapeutic for you. This is going to be really cathartic. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, so really, what we're getting then is from a magnitude of dicks, we've got the best three that you've chosen. The best three. Well, best doesn't even seem. No, of course. The most abhorrent. The most abhorrent dicks. Yeah, the ones in the bog of the eternal stench. From your life. Elf, I can't wait to hear who's going to be your first choice. Now, this is only, this is a new one. So this wasn't on the list until last night. Mm. And it might cause a bit of fracas. And people might get offended. And I'm just going to tell you now, you might be, and I don't care. Okay. It's all of Surbiton. All of Surbiton? All of Surbiton. In particular, the 80 people in the audience last night in Surbiton. Oh, when, I, when I say dear. all 80 of them, okay, there were a few that I wouldn't mind. Mm. But I didn't get to know them all. But in particular, it was the few on the front row who, when I came on, they went, oh, no. What? A woman. That was it. It was like, it was this, it, we all have seen this couple, okay? There were two couples there on a night out. And the blokes are sort of, you know what I mean, like vegetables with arms, really mm, beefy. They mm. clearly go to the gym. They were very tanned, <laughs> good looking. Right. And then the wives are very like well coiffed, mm, if that's a word, beautiful mm, hair, mm. nice bits of Tiffany jewellery, nice. And they have faces that look like they have never seen smell or heard joy. Right. And okay. their sort of nostrils <laughs> flickered when I came on stage as if my visual presence was somewhat disconcerting. And the blokes just looked at each other and laughed the moment I came on. And the women just sort of sat there and wouldn't look me in the eye. Oh, no. And then the blokes got their phones out and I was like... Hang on a minute. And I'm I'm an aggressive woman. Mm. I want to tell you now, 
on this island, I will not suffer fools gladly. Wow. And if I'm on a desert island, I want to make sure I'm surrounded by people who are not cowards. Yeah. We're going to get the job done. I don't blame you, I'm yeah. I'm not going to be shallow yeah. or worried about their appearance or worried about what gender means and their gender binaries and how we perform in society. And I was just looking at these guys and they were being so rude. And I thought, whoa. My inner Hulk was being released. And I thought, these are the people who won't get involved at a pub quiz. Mm. These are the people who will turn up in fancy dress going, oh, I decided to dress as a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you've ruined the theme. Yes. Come on. Yes. I know people that don't want to participate because it's not cool, right? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm oh. with you. Okay. I think we know these people. Um, but I've got to take you back to the fact that you've picked all of Serpentine. <laughs> all of Serpentine. Look. I'm going to stand my ground here. Yeah. Have you been to Surbiton? I've never been, no. Okay, well, that's all you need. I went to Surbiton. It was a long road. Mm. And I honestly felt melancholic the moment I walked through it. Mm. Something had happened in Surbiton. There's an energy. Maybe it's built on some sort of burial ground. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And I went into the bar. Everyone was drinking gin. Obviously, Mm. as we know, gin is the drink of sadness. Yeah, it is. Nobody drinks gin when they're happy. That's why it's the drink of the UK at the moment. Very popular. Mm. Yeah. So they're all drinking gin. There was a genuine sort of overall colour scheme of beige. Okay. Again, we know something dark has happened. Right. So, yeah. Middle ground. We're talking mediocre here. And then I made a joke about calling my genitals party and rave. (laughs) And there was silence. And not just silence, there was actual looks of, you know, disgust. And really? Surbiton, I think you were sexually frustrated. So what is the, what's the, so why did this happen? So why are these people at your show? Well, they were, they were, I was doing, a, in fairness, I was doing a really great comedy night, but they were pretty much all there for the headliner, who's a big TV comic. Okay, so okay. So there was this sense of, we're here to watch the TV comic, everything else is sort of filler. Generally, are they quite difficult gigs, do you think, or... <clears throat> Well, I think from the way it was described to me by the organisers, they mm. said, look, they're all here for the headliner. From the basis, from what we're getting, they don't come to regular comedy. Mm. They watch it on the telly. Yes, OK. They're okay. here for the headliner. Right, right, right. So there is that sense of, so unless you're, thinking... you're famous to them. Mm. And I mean, this is this sounds like a big generalisation, but I don't care. I've got a lot of rage in my heart and I was genuinely quite cross. OK. I thought, come on, guys. Lo- you know, comedy is lovemaking. Yeah, yeah. On stage, you give me your love, I give you my love back. Yeah. We make something connected. It's a great experience. And we laugh yeah. together, we share something. You go home, you make love to your partner, remembering the joy <laughs> and the endorphins and the serotonin that were released. And they were there, and they were just <laughs> banal and dismissive. And I just looked at them and thought, you're like soup. Uh, like so, yeah, you know, soup. They were just soupy. yeah, right. Like okay, show. Yeah, so everything about it. I thought I would. I wouldn't want to make love to any of you, <laughs> even if we were the last. Even if me and Serbiton were the only people left in the world, and I had to populate and penetrate all of them. Because in this scenario, I've got the penetration abilities. Um, I, I imagine you do. Yeah, yeah, I've got big dick energy. I feel it from you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I want to come see your show now. I wish <laughs> I was in Surbiton. I would have got right up there in the front row. I mean, and... you would have been the only one. Oh right, have, okay. I mean, no one appreciated my Catherine Hepburn impression, and when I did an impression of MRI machines, it was as if they'd never ever see. I I don't know. Okay. You know what? Maybe I just didn't have the best gig, and that's okay because we all have bad days. But still, Surbiton, you let me down. Okay. And I've gigged in Milton Keynes. 
And they were quite sad when I went to Milton Keynes, but still, you make love to your audience. Surbiton, I'm disappointed in you. You're not... I'm sorry we're all in a plane accident. Oh, my God. Is that all right? Is that, is yeah, that that's great. I, I mean, yeah, it's great. I don't no. want to be too aggressive. No, I mean, um, I feel like you said what you needed to say about Surbiton. All of Surbiton, right? All of Surbiton. Wow, okay. So all of Surbiton is going to be a first choice. Thank you very much, Elf. And who's going to be second choice? Now, this is sort of a conglomeration of different people. Mm. This person exists. And okay. I think we all know this person. And I'm sorry to anyone who I might offend. But again, I'm on an emotional tirade. Okay. I'm riding this um, emotional wave of joy okay. um, and rage. Um, it's Claire, your mate's girlfriend. So like my mate's girlfriend. So you know everyone's got you. So it's like your mutual mate. You know when all the guys come together and you're all going out, you're gonna have a party, and someone brings a girlfriend. You're not quite sure who they are. And normally it's always great. And then and this is based on someone I meet. And mm. you see them and you go, "Hi, how are you?" And they go, "Hi." Yeah, my name is, um, yeah, no, I'm Claire. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I work at a charity. Um, yeah, no, my, my favourite place is, my favourite place to eat is, is Pret. Um, I don't really like comedy. Um, no, I don't like horror films. No, I don't really like music. Yeah, right. And then, like... And they're really hard work to get a conversation out of. And they all, and they always stand slightly behind their partner. Okay. You know, they never right. sit with you and you're like, do you want to come out? And then, mm. uh, no. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm just, and then they sort of tug their boyfriend or girlfriend over and they go, Ed, <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, yeah. We're going to go home. It's half watch, seven. We've got the Netflix yeah. program that we're watching. What What's it called? It's, um... Law and Order UK. Um, Bradley Walsh is my favourite actor. And then I remember this uh, the person that I'm basing this on. Um, I'm also going to clarify in case they don't sound really bad. I'm going to say that they're also very psychologically disturbed. I'm just going to add that. Yeah, just bring that in. I also, in my spare time, kill pigeons. (laughs) You know, she's probably a serial killer. We all know that. She's the type of person that would skin a cat. Mm, mm. Uh, And this girl, this person came and saw me do stand-up. And afterwards, it's like, "Uh, I'm not really much of a laugher. (laughs) But um, I was really impressed, actually. Like, you were, like, really funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite shop is Whistles. Yeah. And my best friend is my boyfriend. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Okay. That, that I'm there. It's basically yeah. someone who, mm. and it sounds like, who's not going to get involved. Yes, who's okay. Who's also like, really, you ask them questions like, how are you? And they go, yeah, I'm fine. Step forward, Claire. Do you know what I mean? Think for come yourself. On, come on, come on. I just yeah, want, give me I want, something. You know what I'd like? I'd like Claire to yeah. just lose a temper. Let Claire to just throw a glass Smash on the floor. I'm like, Ed, yeah. you know, make love to me the way you used to. Like, Ed, wow. what's yeah. wrong? Ed, you've mm. not been the same since your dad died. Yeah. I need you to step up for me because if you want to be my man, I need more from you. Yeah. And your friends are not giving me what I want. If, if she was a bit of a diva, fine, I'd respect that. But Claire, come on. Okay. You're a woman, you're not a shadow. Yes, yes, all and right. And if you're on an island, desert island, and you're trying to build a raft, and mm. you're trying to kill animals, and you're trying to make a living, and you've just got her going, I'm tired. So I know Claire's 
Um, yeah. And it's in that situation where you're at maybe a party and you're stuck in the corner with Claire yeah. and you're being polite, but you're doing all the heavy lifting, right? Doing all the heavy lifting. And so you're in this conversation and you can't get out of it because... Claire has no one else to speak to at the party. Yeah. But you are having to make all the conversation. Because they won't interact and they just sit in the corner. Mm. And then you'll try and leave and be like, well, it's great to see you. And then they'll just go, I've had four friends die this <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, then you have to sit back down. And then they don't say anything else. I definitely know a few of these mm-hmm. and I've been in that situation. So, yeah, completely justified choice. Anything else on a Claire before we put her on the island? Oh, you know what? She's going to be one of those people who's like... I'm uh, I'm vegan, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then it turns out that they're not fully vegan. They're like, sometimes I'm vegan, mm. but sometimes I'm sort of like, I'll eat meat if I need to. I like, know people like that actually, like, or that might have milk in their tea if they decide to. Like, yeah, I, I saw, and then you go to all the effort of like making them a vegan meal, and they're like, I know it's fine, I'll have cheese. But are happy to post on social media about how much of a vegan they are. <laughs> But then have milk in their coffee sometimes. If like obviously, it. it's each to their own. But if you're going to make a massive deal about it... I mean, yeah. If you're going to have a social media account dedicated to how vegan you are, but then post it oh, on... And you know what? That Instagram is constantly just random pictures of... Oh, yeah, they go to the boat race. Oh, we go watch the boat race. Yeah. And they didn't even go to either university and they don't even like boats. Yeah. Okay, right. I've, okay. I've got, I've got my there. piece done. Yes. All right. Claire is going on the island. Thank you very much, Elf. And who's going to be a third choice? Now, this is based on someone who I can't really name. It's the person who's sort of like really into astrology mm. and like Reiki and like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. does things like uh, womb, non-invasive womb therapies yeah. or like... You know, define someone who defines themselves as like a Wiccan and obviously each to your own. I want to clarify yeah. that. I've talked, but someone who really throws it in your face okay. and also puts things like the person who does long face Instagram posts going, I woke up this morning and I looked at the sky mm. and it was a sun sphere mm-hmm. and it reminded me of the energy I put into the earth right. and the prayer yeah. I made to the womb goddesses mm. and, may, and here is a bit of my hair that I've cut off yes. and weaved in with the feathers of a dog yeah. that I found in the forest yeah. and I know people like this and I this one person specifically Okay. and this person I'll tell two slightly stories just to convey now it's mm. not that they're a bad person they just drive me up the wall so we were at a wedding okay and we're just chatting away and I was chatting with this person who's really into astrology and Wiccan and all this sort of stuff and I was talking about how I'm, we're all in a group. And also, it doesn't help that we've also got a mutual export partner. So we've sort of, there's meant to be a bit of tension between us anyway, as it were. Okay. And there's no, and we were chatting away and I said, oh, I'd really like to have kids. Like, at the moment, I'm really broody. And they went, you are not ready to have kids. Okay. You are not ready to have children. And I sort of thought, whoa, that's a big statement to say in front of all the people. And she went... They went, because you know what? Your satin has not returned. Right. Your satin has not. And then brought out like this chart of the planets to explain 
why I couldn't have children yet because my Saturn hadn't returned. And then recently I had to direct a show that I was doing at the British Library and I had been, with that four, I'd been having a period for four months. So I've been really, really ill and I've been on loads of medication for it. So I keep on fainting and I've oh, been really sorry. tired. Sorry to hear that. Oh, it's all right. But I was saying this to these guys who were also into Reiki and chakras mm. and they had loads mm. of stones and stuff. Mm. And also, they've always got all these precious stones and they're really eco-friendly. And I always want to know, where are the stones from? How were the stones, you know, Any sort different of mined, to any other stones. You know, but yeah. also, who mined them? Was it slaves? Probably. You know, where True. You, yeah. what's the environmental ethos and ethics of the weird quartz that you're wearing around your neck? Anyway, and we're chatting and I say, oh, yeah, it's just been really difficult at the moment. I keep on fainting and I've got this health problem and it's actually making me really nervous. Mm. And one of the girls went, well, that the thing is, it's just because your Saturn hasn't returned. Saturn does that. Honestly, I remember when my Saturn returned. How old are you? 28. Yeah, that was the same. When I was 27, my Saturn returned. It was awful. My boyfriend had just died and that was when Saturn returned. And I was thinking, are you... Mm? I was, I was like, what? that is a curveball. Yeah. And then so <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, yeah, no, I remember my sudden return. It was absolutely disastrous. My player just failed at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh yes, and everyone, and I thought this cannot be a thing. Is this real? It is real. How did? I, okay. I, I mean, maybe it could be useful to have someone who really knows about the planet. Yeah. So I just want to know how. And when you're sat and returned, and if there's any truth in it that I can uh, look back through my life. And pair it up to any... See, I don't know. I'm sure there must be. Like, it's all linked in history, isn't it? In the ways that our ancestors possibly read the world and understood the planets and Mm. understood where they were in terms of age. Historically, I'm sure it's fascinating. Yeah. But I think sometimes the way things get popularised into being this new thing. Mm. Also, like, people who then, like, slam other religions but then self-identify as being Wiccan. I'm like, come on, you can't have it each and all ways. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm up for witches as much as anyone. I, I'm open to all religions, but just don't shove it in my face and tell me when I can't have babies. So if someone's a witch, are they Wiccan? Well, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. But Instagram is making it so confusing nowadays. I've not seen this. I need to tap into this. Maybe I, may, I just um, want to know. I had a massage recently, casual. Mm, nice, rest. okay. Yeah. Uh, someone's at, doing well. Yeah, it was at a festival and I was camping and my spine was in agony. Mm. And so I booked... I went to the couple to book a therapy, you mm. know, a therapy session, and they were like, "We just want to let you know we do massage based on energy." And I said, "Okay." And they went, "So rather than look at us based on our credentials, you know, I want you to just look at me and my partner and pick one of us based on the energy that we're giving off." Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I looked at his wife, and he went, "And also just to remember the the massage is a full body." naked massage so it's all based on energy and i was again looking at both of them going well i am going to pick the woman yes because in any environment the way you've stated that is it's going to make me look weird if i pick the man now even though you're evidently stronger than her and i need someone who can really go at me with her yeah yeah and then she did the massage and she went is it okay if i practice reiki on you and I said, of course, not knowing. I didn't know what sure. Reiki was, and yeah. I thought it was coconut oil. <laughs> she covered me in coconut oil, and she was, like, clicking over my body, and she's going, go away, go away, shh. <gasps> <gasps> and then I opened up my eyes, and she was doing a handstand. No way. And not just next to me, on the bed. That's insane. On either side, because I felt this weird pressure around my legs. 
Anyway, that annoyed me. Yeah, I'll like, bet. really eating into the time when you could be working on my tight hamstrings. Yeah, yeah. Next time, maybe a sports massage, yeah. right? From someone in a polo shirt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Someone, someone called Lee. Someone called Lee, Lee in a polo shirt. Lee used to work shirt. as a rugby player. Yeah. He knows about the body. Sometimes he works at Swindon Town Football Club. Yeah, he had an accident. It's why I never went pro. Yeah. He's got a really nice missus at home. Yeah. And he's really going to take you to town. And sits on the front row um, of your gig at Sur- in Surbiton. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he sits on the front row. Oh, oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry. No, okay, know. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they're all Ooh, linking I'm sorry, together. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but it's great at sports massage. Yeah. Um, okay, so people that are into astrology and Reiki. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Elf, now, mercifully, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad? Okay, I think this is probably evident, but my worst food is soup. First, worst food is soup. Okay, already mentioned, why soup? Pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic, it doesn't know what it is. Is it a drink? Is no. it a main meal? Yes. It's not even a main meal. You can't serve soup as a main. It has to be a starter. You're right. And everyone goes, oh, no, but soup's really lovely on a cold night. No. People who like soup mm. don't like happiness. <laughs> I understand why soup was important, say, in, like, the Civil War or in, like, during the Russian winters mm. where the only things you had were garlic, onions, and duck fat. Mm. Fine. Do what you can. True. Soup is tragic yeah. imagine being described if somebody said what food are you like you'd want them to say oh he's like roast beef or a sunday roast yes or, you know what i mean something yes. really luscious if someone said you really remind me of soup you wouldn't be happy no and for that reason alone i think it's an absolute wreckage on the plates of mm. humanity okay and when i go into a restaurant um not that i really do that often because i'm an artist mm. but if i do go somewhere and there is soup i am immensely Angered. Yes, okay. And I really, and my mum, when I was a child, I don't know why she's got this into her head. She used to, she thought we loved broccoli and stilton soup when we were little. Right. And I hate broccoli. Like, I, broccoli and stilton, like, I hate, hate it. I hate it. And my mum would make us eat it all the time. No. And when I was home recently, she made it. And I just went, please, Mama, please. <laughs> I don't like it. It was like when I was little, she was used to buy us jammy donuts. And I hate jammy donuts. Right, yeah. As someone with obsessive compulsive disorder and an issue with cleanliness, mm. they would, you'd get all the sugar off your fingers and it'd get sticky and then the jam would come out and it was it was too much yes. of a mission to eat yes. in my school uniform. Mm. And it would make me very, very 
overwhelmed and as a small child and you're dealing with lots of big things in life and you'd come home and you'd have broccoli and still to oh soup. My God. And then a jammy donut. And jammy donuts. I just, maybe I'm sounding spoiled and like... Okay, no, no, no. I'm sorry, I get really emotional. <laughs> um, Am I being a drama queen? No, no, it's fine. I mean, I I've asked totally you to do this. Reasonable. Um, so I think, uh, like, stop me if I'm wrong. Is broccoli and Stilton quite a strange thing to give to a child? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it was just the usual meals we had as a kid. We had caviar on Mondays, veal on Tuesdays. Yes, okay. Is that how is that how you live your lives? Oh yeah, we were so glamorous in right. our little flat. Okay. Yeah. No, my mum was sort of. I sort of just remember my mum just randomly throwing food at us. Right. She was, like, she was epic when it came to salads because we had mm. a like cabbage patch. Oh, nice. You know, like a vegetable yeah, patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good at all that stuff. That's great. Okay. But, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soup. Broccoli and Stilton soup. So soup, yeah. Um, that... Imagine eating that on a desert island as well. When you broke it to your mum, uh, oh, yeah, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? That's all you've got. Yeah. Imagine... You'd be so thin. You'd be so ill. You'd be so tired and you'd just be yeah. desperate to chew something. Yes. I wonder what would happen to your mouth and, and your also jaw. And also if it's just broccoli and stuff, you probably, you would get scurvy. You'd probably lose your teeth. You probably would lose your teeth. Yeah. You wouldn't your be wrong, Your gums yeah. would get all weak. Yes. Luckily, I assume you've probably got coconuts on this desert island, right? I mean, I don't know, yeah. I mean, you'd probably have to in order... Well, I mean, that would be natural just on a desert right. island. That's the assumption, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I guess, right? You'd I don't... have to have some way of... I don't know, yeah. And also, I assume if it's soup that's from the plane, it's not freshly made. No, it's weird better. plain soup. It's got loads of sugar in it. This is like the powdery stuff that you have to add water. So you have to add the seawater so it'll be even more salty. It'll be salty. Honestly, I'm not going to tell you. I, I know this sounds really dark, but I feel very suicidal at this point on this island if I'm just having soup and I'm living with the people of Surbiton. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is really traumatic. And also, I, feel... I have a phobia of planes. So yeah. now, every time I'm on a plane, going to one of my glamorous oh, yeah. gigs yeah. in oh, yeah. somewhere else, I'll I... just think, if this crashes, mm. I know where I'm going out, and it's hell. Do you have a phobia of planes? I have such a phobia. What, flying on them? Flying on them. Okay. C- acute phobia of planes. Do you? Okay, so this is terrible, what's happening right yeah, here. Yeah, this is... I mean, when I got Awful the email, scenario. I had to really take... I had to take quite a few bits of CBD I am oil. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, great. I mean, whatever helps. Um, I've got strange phobia. I don't think I've ever mentioned it on this, uh, where I don't... I'm, I'm fine with flying. I really don't like standing next to a plane. Okay, that's interesting. So, uh, like, next to a plane or, like, a big boat. Yeah. I actually don't really like standing next to, like, really tall buildings either. Is it because when you're in the, when you're next to them, you're sort of aware of the fragility of their design? Because when you're next to a big plane, when you're in a plane, you think of it as being this massive thing outside of yourself. But when you're next to it, you're looking at it going, it's really not all that. I don't know. Maybe that is it. Well, maybe it's something to do with the ego. Like when you're standing Maybe. next to it, you're aware of you're the like, oh, it's big, you're bigger of than your me. own yeah. existence and that actually you're nothing. I always thought it had something to do with the size and, and like maybe, yeah, feeling insignificant next yeah. to a... How are you in urinals? <laughs> I feel fine. You're fine. Okay, cool. I just yeah. wanted to see if it was something else. Oh, related. something to do with that. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I was, do you know the first... a really tall man. No, but I was thinking, uh, I just, I don't know why my instant thought was just like, 
urinals aren't that big. It's not like I'm stood next to a giant urinal. <laughs> That's my stupid brain. Okay, um, back to food. Soup is going to be your food choice. I think that's an excellent choice. And what's going to be your drink choice? Fruit concentrate. Yes, okay. So It's not like it's not the most confrontational choice. I just really don't like... I not just. Mm. I I've got to stand by my opinions. Mm, I do. do not like concentrated fruit juice. Okay. When it's purely sugar, mm. the apple juice always right. looks like urine from a diabetic. Mm. It looks terrible. You know that there was no fruit handled for months. Yeah, right. In the process of making this drink. S- yes. So from concentrate just so uh I've got this 100% clear, is um, they basically, they pulp it, don't they, and take all the liquid out, yeah. transport it, store it somewhere, and then put the liquid back in when they're ready. Yeah. Is that what happens, right? I think so. Yeah, okay. I'm not quite sure, but yeah. it, it's not nice. No, okay. It, it, it just I seems always, unnecessary. It always reminds me of school trips when I was little, and you'd all get handed your little juice drink. Mm. And it would never taste like real fruit. No, okay, okay. And and I always hate it when they advertise it's healthy, 100% fruit juice, asterisk from concentrate, mm. which means it's loads of sugar and there's absolutely no fibre or anything good in it. Okay, yes, because they've just taken everything else out. Yeah, and it makes your skin really naff. And does I it? Think, yeah, and it makes you get all hyper. It does do that, yeah. yeah I, I think also because I work as a ping pong teacher, so I teach ping pong to... People, Sorry, um, outside of working as a comic, obviously, girl got a hustle. <laughs> but I teach ping pong, and occasionally you'll get kids groups, which I love. I love children. Mm. I'd happily be on an island with everyone's baby. Really? Yeah, honestly, if I was on an island full of kids, I would be an absolute heaven. I mean, that makes me sound like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, I would like the pie pie. The pie. But I love children. I absolutely adore kids. That's um, nice. Teenagers it's a nice thing, as well. Yeah. Just young people. Love yeah. them. Uh, People, could, I think, yeah, it's nice. People, people are allowed to like children without being a paedophile. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad I'm yeah. making this stand. Yeah. It needs to be said. Yes. But I, but when you're teaching ping pong, for example, to an eight-year-old group, an eight-year-old birthday party, and mm. there's fifteen little boys, mm. and they all, the parents will go, you know, we'll get the birthday boy Coca-Cola, and the Coca-Cola is one thing, mm. and then they have all these fruit drinks, and they suddenly zoom and up, jacked up, yeah, and they are absolutely, it's like they're on ketamine, yeah, concentrate is ketamine for the under 11s really, <laughs> and. You know, I don't know what's going to happen on this island. Maybe with one of the men from Surbiton for the sake of reproducing or, you know, just building up a strong army because um, you don't know what animals are going to be on the beach no, or, you know, yeah. if there's another tribe and you yeah. might need to fight. I will need to have a child and I don't want to be raising them on just my soggy salt water milk teats no, yeah. and my <laughs> concentrate. You know, it's just a horrible life for a soggy child. Soggy salt water milk teats. <laughs> Yeah. I guess, yeah. And my soupy, soupy bloated body. Ugh. Oh, my God. Okay, so okay. No, no concentrate for me. Okay, yeah. I mean, um, I maybe should pay more attention to this. Uh, I think, because uh, I've got two small children, uh, I think we are conscious that we don't give them this stuff. But I tell you what, they do have a lot of fruit shoots. I don't know if they're good for you. They're, pro- they're probably not. I mean, they say that there's no sugar in there, but what else is in there? 
I could turn a blind e- eye, but... E-numbers? E-numbers, yeah. And, yeah, other... Ketamine. Th- Ketamine. <laughs> oh, that makes loads of sense. So much Oh, so. wicked. How okay. old are your little ones? Uh, one and three, yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it's fun, oh, yeah. Are they it's just mad. like... Have they got those really juicy big cheeks? Yeah. Oh, those are the best things yeah, about kids. Yeah, they're fun, oh. yeah. Oh, there's an Instagram account of... Of babies with fat cheeks, <laughs> yeah. sort of my favourite nice. things to watch. I love to. I'd love to go on to log on to Instagram and have these babies with fat cheeks and all these people doing astrology Honestly, and reiki. So broody. Yeah. Once my Saturn has returned, yes, I can finally get fertilised. Sure. Okay. Just <laughs> find someone to impregnate me. Fantastic. All right. I don't know how we got from fruit juice to that, but uh, great. No, I just want to make, look. I'm making a call out to your listeners. Wow. Okay. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> At Elf Lions. At Elf Lions. Should... Look, if you're above six foot five, because I want, I want someone who can make a warrior. Um, <laughs> if you're quite good at throwing an axe, um, if you're hairy, even better, because when the winters come and they will come, I want someone with thick hair. If you're up for it, <laughs> let's join forces. Oh my God! Well, there we go. Uh, this is just an added bonus for listening to this podcast, I guess. I mean, that's your demographic, right? Yeah, hairy over six foot five Vikings. That's all we get. Yeah. If your name is Thor. <laughs> if your name is Thor. If your name is Ramesses, yeah. and you're a beast of a man. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you very much, Elf. Fortunately, you won't be without entertainment on the island. The plane's entertainment system continues to work, but just your luck, it only has two working settings. One is your least favourite film of all time, and the other is your least favourite song. What are they and why? Um, okay, so my least favourite film... Film first, yeah. Film first is... Dancer in the Dark Dancer by in... Lars von Trier. Okay, Dancer in the Dark. Right, I'm going to put this out there. I've never seen this film and I have no idea what so it's about. Please. It has Bjork in it. Okay. It was the one and only film she did. After she did it, she said she'd never work in acting again because Lars von Trier was so horrible to her. Oh my God, okay. Bjork plays a blind woman who works in a factory who loves musicals. She has a son who is eventually also going to become blind. What she's been doing has been saving up her money and hiding it somewhere mm. so that she can buy her son to have special eye surgery so he can see. However, wow, okay. her landlord, who is who I think has done some terrible tax deal, mm. who's got no money, sees, stays in her house and watches her with her money hiding it. He then steals it. When she finds out he's stolen it, a fracas arrives, a fight. She kills him. But it's in self-defense. Mm. Then there's a dance, song and dance number between the corpse and her. Because it's also a musical. Right, okay. 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 And then what happens is she gets taken to court because she does not want to, I think, use the money... To ex- to get proper leg, you know, I can't remember the full narrative, but Go effectively, on, yeah. what happens is yep. she is an idiot, mm. and because of that, she dies, and she has capital punishment. And the final scene is watching her get hung while she's singing. Oh, and the my son God. lives, but he obviously will have the money for the eye surgery, but she dies. It's a complete tragedy. But Lars von Trier made. Uh, I feel like I'm just shocking you. Yeah. But Lars von Trier said his aim was to make people laugh one minute and cry the next. So one minute it's absolutely absurd and everybody's singing and dancing and there's some big choreographic numbers. And then it's real, or like awful. Like Bjork has the worst time. 
Like everything that could go wrong does go wrong. There is no light or joy in this film. So he doesn't achieve the laugh and then the cry. Well, it's just sadness. I remember being furious when I watched it. And I thought, this is silly. I was very, very... Cr- I didn't use that word because I was 18. So yeah. I didn't have the language then. <laughs> but I remember because I was studying film uh, for my BA mm. in Bristol. And we, oh. went, we had to watch lots of different films during the week in this old cinema room, which we'd all fall asleep in because we'd all be really hungover. Mm. And they put Dance from the Dark and Dance from the Dark on at 9am on a Monday morning. Hang on a minute. In what? January. What? Yeah. And I just sat there going, is this life? Yeah, it was. This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful <laughs> wife. Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. And I was fuming. Yeah. I just filmed a horror film, actually, where I got to come up with the idea for the ending how we kill the actor, for, mm, mm. for how we kill the main character, because I'm a ghost, you know. Okay. And originally we were just going to chop his head off, and I said, no, what we need to do is we need to cut, cut his penis off. Great. So we got the special effects artist, this amazing guy who did the special effects for like Human Centimeter 2, did loads of really cool stuff. Um, an amazing film, which I can't, can typically can't remember any of the names of the films now. Okay. We made these amazing synthetic, like proper prosthetic penises with all the veins attached and all wow, the fake blood. Right. And so we stick the scissors down the end where the penis is and I cut down the middle. And it's really like all this blood is popping away. And when I was filming it, I kept on saying, look, because I'm the ghost in this scene. I said, please, mm. can I spit on the scissors like in a sexy way, then shove the scissors in and then can I spit? bit on the ripped dick the director <laughs> and the special effects artist went that's too aggressive I was like come on come on let's do this did you do it yeah yeah <laughs> fucking did <laughs> oh is that too God. much for this podcast no it's fine it's okay I mean I'm not I, I mean I don't know I'll let the listeners decide at me let us know I just want to say that I'm really anti-violence in every state in the real life and I do not yeah. condone it in the slightest in a safe Horror mm. movie environment yeah. where you are doing something professionally. Yeah, I just want to clarify that I'm really—I don't want any listeners going out there cutting off penises of people from Surbiton. Was this your opening? I was going to say, was that your opening gambit in Surbiton? I came on stage and I say, like, "I'm going to chop all your motherfucking dicks off, bitches!" <laughs> okay. Don't worry, I'm going to shove scissors down there first. Do you like astrology? You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Dancer in the Dark is going to be a film choice. Yeah. Okay. Do you recommend we see it just so we know? I mean, probably. It yeah. is an interesting film. Mm. And also, it's the only film Bjork was in. I think she might have got nominated for an Oscar for it. Wow. Like, okay. She's incredible oh, in it. Yeah, okay. I mean, stylistically, it probably is a good Quite, film. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still recognised okay. as being very cult. Okay. Dancer in the Dark. Somewhat disturbing, though, for the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the only thing you've got to watch. And what's going to be your song choice? Uh, Eva Cassidy either a mixture of Fields of Gold or Somewhere Over the Rainbow because it is plays everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every tube, every busker, I hear it. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be covered at every wedding. Yeah, And I find it really boring. Yes, yeah. I find it really boring, really base. Mm. Uh, And also, when I was little, I remember my mum used to play us Eva Casti. And she'd drive us to school and she'd go... And also, my mum, can I just say, is from South East London. I, uh, my accent is very different to that of my parents. But I make my mum sound as if she's from Tatler magazine. Mm. But when she was little, when we were little and she'd drive us to school, she'd go, do you know what you're listening to, girls? It's Eva Cassidy. <laughs> she was a really talented young musician. 
Nobody knew who she was, and she recorded all these beautiful albums. She was young and beautiful. And then she died. She died very young. She died of cancer. It was terrible. <laughs> Nobody knew who she was. And then one day they found her albums, and she became a star. But only after death. Death, death, it comes to us all. <laughs> no. Goodbye, children. And then we just get out of the car crying because when you're little and your mum's playing us all this sad music going she's dead now you know this voice you like she's no longer alive oh my God. ha 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 eat did, a jammy dodger for mummy <laughs> eat a jammy donut eat a jammy dodger for mummy darling <laughs> is this or mummy will drown you in a bowl of gazpacho <laughs> Um, eat up, children. So um, I, I don't write. I did don't this happen? Did your mum say these things to you? Yeah. Wow. But obviously, she didn't say it in that voice. No. Yes. Um, I like who you create for your mum, though. She, my mum is a real big fan of telling you who's died recently in really sad stories. She loves telling us about the time someone. Uh, I mean, I'm going to make sure that I don't say anything too negative. But she always loves telling us about the death of a pet when she was little oh. all the time, and she'll tell them to you like. Just before you go to bed going, I'm so glad you like your guinea pigs. <laughs> I had a dog once. <laughs> and then that one summer day. Good night, children. <laughs> wow. Why? Why? I don't know. It's just her. Okay. Eva Kessler. Do you think it's partly overexposure to these songs? Do you think because it's on all the time, is you're just a bit like... Phew. Yeah. And also, I think they've on. lost their meaning. And mm. somewhere... Unless you're Judy Garland mm. and unless you're about to go to the Wizard of Oz, rein it in, girl. Yes. Rein it in. Okay. Nobody cares about how you feel about the weather. Yes, okay, okay. Um, it's just a, a song about basically encouraging you to take antidepressants. Is that what it's about? I, I, I'm going to categorically say it is. Okay. It's about fluoxetine. <laughs> is it? No. Okay. No, goodness sake, goodness. Goodness sake, you know what? I'm not even on a desert island. I, I this know. Is all pretend. I know. I know. None of this is real. Um, I just feel like I believe everything you say. Well, good. Okay. I'm worried. Um, Don't be worried. I'm okay. actually really nice. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I met you before this. <laughs> um, okay, Eva Cassidy. I don't know what else to say. Eva Cassidy, specifically those two songs? Yeah. Okay. Um, Eva Cassidy is going to be a song choice um, and finally Elf the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why now you said to me before this you had a lot of animals potential yeah. for this choice well because I was on the loo before we filmed this podcast I was on the toilet mm. in the lavatory mm -hmm. I never know what the correct term is and I was just thinking about life mm. and I was thinking about animals and, and what it means to love something. Mm. And I was thinking about what animals you'd want on an island because mm. obviously which ones you'd want to hunt. Sure. And then which ones would be a nuisance. I assume obviously there's quite a lot of birds on this island already. There may be, yeah. Probably, probably quite a lot of bats, obviously naturally fish that we could hunt. I think I would be really livid if it was overrun with hamsters. Yes. Solid choice. Oh, they are wimps. They are. Oh, and they just don't serve any purpose. Like, they can't speak. Mm. And you just sort of, they run around and go, what What are your aspirations? A lot of nothingness. What yeah. do you want? Yes. What do you, who are you? Hamsters are disappointment. They don't really sing. They don't have any talents. No, it's true. 
Um, not even scary. Like rats can sort of serve a purpose because you can really annoy a flatmate mm. if you've got a rat. Yeah, and you imagine you'd get an all right meal out of a rat. Do you yeah, know what I mean? But, but hamsters are just too... S- nothingness. But I mean, I'm veggie anyway, so I wouldn't right. really want to... But in this situation, you haven't got a lot of options. Look, you know what? Then I'll be a cannibal and i eat Surbiton. <laughs> yeah! I would be a cannibal. There'd be a lot of meat on Surbiton. I'm not holding back. No, yeah. A survival is key. Yes. Lee from Surbiton. Meaty. And also, this comes from a place of deep... Um, I am an owner. I'm a mother of two guinea pigs. And guinea pigs are... The most magical creatures of all time. Okay. Um, they've made me see the world in a very beautiful way. Mm. And I am appalled when people say, how are your hamsters? And I say, excuse me, have you not seen the angels of delight that I have? Yeah. These are not hamsters. Yeah. My animals, my guinea pigs, they mm. appreciate artwork. Mm. They appreciate fine dining. They are like happy little fairy Ewoks mm. of joy. Okay. They have fun mops. Yeah. Hamsters are like really... Furry little baby dicks. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what they are, just oh. running around. So hamsters are going to be your animal choice. Thank you very much, Elf. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I really me. Pre- appreciate it. It's been great. It's been really fun. Um, am I right in thinking guinea pigs has something to do with your live show? Yes, it is. Yeah. So the new show that I am touring mm. is called Love Songs to Guinea Pigs. Yes, okay. It's a big high spectacle clown comedy. I'm also very nice in it. I'm not just anarchic and aggressive like you've seen me. I forced this upon you. You've seen me in a really vulnerable state. Yes. And in this show, it is, it's pure art. <laughs> yeah. And we're doing that at the Soho from the 23rd of September, and then I'm taking it around the UK. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. And what can people expect? Everything. Okay. There's, um, there's a lap dance. There is a big dance routine to Britney Spears. There's some really serious moments of, like, you know, empathy and catharsis. Mm. There's a lot of guinea pig impressions. There's an impression of an MRI machine and there's a giant guinea pig hutch on stage and my bottom's in it. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's delightful, (laughs) the show. Okay. And and my bottom's present. (laughs) There's honesty for you. If people want to find you on social media, etc., where can they find you? So they can find me on at Elf Lions. I I think my at underscore Lions, Elf Lions at Twitter. I'm also on Facebook, the fan page, Elf Lions, uh, Instagram, Elf Lions, and my website, www.theelflions.com. Thank you very much, Elf. Thank you. (laughs) 